Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, abbreviated edition, running back some of the best you've heard right here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. Where you at? It's Dan Day on all the social medias at Dan Day Radio. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, OnlyFans. Nah, not really on OnlyFans. If there was demand for it, I'd be on it. Same thing with TikTok. Same thing with some of these other websites. One day, maybe. One day. Cameo. Well, man can dream. Going to be abbreviated. Got some other programming. And, of course, a Panthers hockey game coming up in just a short while. We're going to get to it. Joe Rose Show. Talking with Jim Nagy about this big draft tonight. And then we got Hawk and Crowder celebrating draft day. And Solana a T.O. Right now, I can be your T.O. when it comes to headlines. Jimmy Butler scored 29, while Dwayne Dedman added 18 as the Heat got a much-needed win over the Spurs 116-111 last night. Next for Miami is Cleveland Saturday at 8. Jesus Aguilar homered for the fifth time in six games as the Marlins took two of three from the Brewers, winning 6-2. Tomorrow, it's the Nationals at 7. The NFL Draft begins at 8. Miami scheduled to pick 6th and 18th in the first round. Watch our virtual draft tonight at our website. The playoff-bound Panthers play the Blackhawks tonight at 8. The two will play again Saturday at 8. Former Kane starting quarterback Nikosi Perry has transferred to FAU. Despite being still signed to FC Barcelona and rumors that he will play with the likes of PSG and NYCFC in the MLS, some rumors persist that Lionel Messi will wind up with Inter-Miami in the future. Inter does for sure play Nashville Sunday at 1. Manchester City down PSG yesterday 2-1 in the first leg of the Champions League semifinals. The two play again Tuesday at 3. And now, let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a British speed eater broke a world record when she drank an entire Capri Sun in 15 seconds. My hot mess of the day. Some Virginia Girl Scouts are delivering their cookies via drone. Yeah, bet they don't solicit you to buy those cookies by drone. Mm-hmm. A London prankster recently had a seven-foot penis delivered to his friend's front yard as a surprise for his birthday. My question is, do you keep the lawn ornament? Gotta keep Joe Rose in the morning weekdays from 6 to 10. He's getting ready for the big draft party, virtual draft party, all the partying. Joe Rose, he knows how to get down, especially when it's playing days. Woo! Knows how to get down in the morning, too, 6 to 10 mornings. You gotta hear him right now with Jim Nagy talking about what does Atlanta do tonight. Miami 
Did they take a skill player or a lineman? Devontae Smith, give us an evaluation. And also, while you're at it, Najee Harris. He's the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. Also, ESPN NFL Draft Analyst. You can catch him. All the draft coverage in the next couple days here on ESPN. Jim Nagy going to join us. Jim, good morning. Uh, Christmas morning, Hanukkah morning, draft morning. All together, the same uh, sentence for me right now. Yeah, we got to be all inclusive, guys. It's all those things. And uh, good being back on with you. Well, listen, great having it. What's it like, by the way, working with uh, McShay and Kuiper over there doing ESPN stuff? Todd and I worked together about 25 years ago before he got to ESPN and before I got in the NFL. So he's a long, longtime friend. And uh, I'll say this about Mel. He is like one of the most genuine, like kind people that you will ever meet. Like I thought because of his persona on TV, and that's how he talks off the screen as well, <laughs> but uh just a really, really good person. Like I, 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 it's, it's. I don't know what I expected, um, but he's a great guy. He's absolutely a great guy. Jim, um, I got to ask you this one to start with. This one hits close to home. Have we ever had a coach that was uh, coach at the Senior Bowl and not take at least one player from the Senior Bowl? That's got to happen, right? I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of uh, fact checking that I haven't had any interest <laughs> in doing. I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if there's anybody you thought our coach might have really liked at that uh, senior bowl that might not surprise you if they grab in this draft. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Brian and I have, have spoken about that, but uh, and obviously I can't share that on, on the show with you this morning. It would be huge. <laughs> you guys are tight. It would be huge today to break that. Well, I got I to ask you this, Jim. Uh, so, Dolphins sitting there at six. We could have, for the first time ever, four quarterbacks go one, two, three, four. Right now it looks like one, two, three. Atlanta really – going to kind of shake this draft up to see what they do. What do you think Atlanta does here? Do they pick Matt Ryan's successor? Do they go with the big tight end, the freak? Do they go with the wide receiver? What do you think that Atlanta does? Because that's going to shake everything up in the beginning five, six, seven, eight picks of this draft. Yeah, to me, it's, it's two guys. It's Trey Lance or it's, or it's Kyle Pitts. Um, and I'm leaning more towards Pitts. You know, teams are teams are, are squeezing every ounce of, of juice they can get out of these quarterbacks right now. You know, Tom Brady set this bar uh, the age bar out there so high. These guys are all playing. And and I know job number one for Terry Fontenot, the new GM, and, and Arthur Smith, the head coach, was to come in to assess where Matt's at. Um, how much more good football does he have in front of him? And if they think they can get two or three good years, I mean, that's that's a lot easier when you're trying to transition as, as a new regime to have that face of the franchise in a guy that controls that locker room and, and, and all those things with you as you make that transition. And then to add Kyle Pitts, I mean, to me, that they might be, I mean, Julio Jones, they talked about in the press conference, they might be moving on from Julio in a trade scenario. So you're going to have to get another weapon. So I, I think when it's all said and done, it's going to end up being Kyle Pitts tonight. All right, and then the next pick is the one we're also kind of curious. What do you think Cincinnati does? I'm hearing Chase. Um, the closer we get to the draft, now sometimes that sometimes that goes the other way. But you know, I'm hearing Chase, which to me, if I'm the Bengals, I take offensive line. Uh, Joe can't. Uh, well, I was on a show the other night with Damian Woody um, on ESPN. He made a great point. Joe can't throw from his back, and you you got to keep the guy upright. You got to protect him. You can't. You finally have a guy back there that can, can lead you to the playoffs every year. He cannot end up on IR every season. So, um, to me, if it was the pick, it would be offensive line, but I hear they're kind of leaning Chase. Jim, if if that's the case and we go Pitts at four to Atlanta and Chase five to, uh, to Cincinnati, Dolphins sitting there at six, what do you like there? Do you think that's the Sewell pick? Do you think that's going to be one of the other two Alabama wide receivers? Where do you think the Dolphins end up if it goes the way like you just said? I think it's going to go skill player. Um, I think it's going to be a weapon. Again, uh, kind of the 
the, the deciding factor for the, the two Alabama guys. If, if Flo is good with using Waddle in the return game, which I think we've probably talked about, he's the best one I've scouted since Devin Hester. Um, and obviously Hester is the best to do it. But Devin coming out of Miami, Waddle's the closest thing to him that I've seen on kicks and punts. Usually guys can do one or the other, but, but Waddle and Hester could obviously do both. If Flo's willing to do that, that, that would make sense. Uh, you know, and Smitty would, if, if not, if they just want a receiver, Smitty makes a ton of sense. And then I just don't think you can go wrong taking offensive line. I know they took Austin Jackson last year and Robert Hunt and, and Kinley. They really loaded up, and I'm sure they're looking for a big year two jump in all those players. But, uh, it, again, it would make sense if they won offensive line as well, just to uh, for the same reasons I just outlined for Joe Burrow. How, how deep is it? I know you talked to senior bowler, a lot of good offensive line. How deep is the offensive tackle position where the Dolphins can get a right tackle? Oh, it's it's deep. I mean, they could they could easily get one at uh, that early, that pick in the early thirties. What is that? Thirty five, wherever that wherever they're picking. Um, yeah, yeah thirty six. They could they could get a starting tackle there. Probably more of a right tackle, um, but they could certainly get one. It's deep. The thing with this tackle class is weird. Like, there's not a lot of prototypes. You know, when you're talking about body type, even Slater and Sewell are are have shorter arms. It shows up. It shows up on tape for for both of them. Sewell less than or. Uh, Slater less than Sewell. Um, I think Sewell gets out length a lot more than people want to admit. But yeah, there's not like a Tyron Smith or, or kind of that prototype left tackle in this draft. But there's some good ones. There's some good ones, and there is depth. I mean, the Dolphins are going to have their if they want to keep Robert Hunt inside at guard, which which would make sense. Um, there's going to be right tackles there in the second, third round. Jim, can we we we've been beating up like one of the hot topics now for the last couple of months after Devontae Smith won the Heisman, had an unbelievable year, has been his weight. I mean. The guy as a receiver, does the 166 to 170 bother you to take that guy early, knowing how good he is or not? It does not. Um, and I'm not a big fan of outliers at all, but I truly feel like Devontae is. Now, if you were playing in any other conference in college football besides the SEC, um, I might have a little bit of reservation. But the SEC is really the only league in the country you see guys be pressed. Um, he has no, no trouble against the jam. It's the most physical and talented conference in, in college football. He completely dominated it. You know, you, we, we, we've all seen what he's done the last four years. He's played on special teams. I've made this point before. He's played on kick cover. He's, played, he's been a gunner on punt team. Like Nick Saban's a smart coach. He ain't doing that with a guy that he thinks is going to get bounced around and tossed around. So, um, you know, and then you look at the durability and all the games he's played. So right. um, there are outliers. I think the fact that we're going back and, and comparing this guy to the guys we're comparing him to, the Marvin Harrisons and the Isaac Bruces, I mean, those guys are Hall of Fame caliber players. So if you're having to go back 25 years on a player comp, this guy's, this guy's got a chance to be special. So I thought he was the best player in college football last year. I think I thought uh, the Heisman, Heisman got it right. Usually it's just a quarterback award. I, I feel like they got it right last year with, with Devontae. His releases just look – every time they show highlights of all these guys, and they, everybody looks good in their highlights, but just coming in and out of breaks and running routes – uh, his separation, and then the way he goes up to get the football. It's just hard to imagine anybody better at wide receiver, even the heavier and bigger wide receivers. This guy's so good. Man, be hard to – Yeah, I think I, – I hear you. I think another thing people aren't talking about with Smitty is, like, the arm length. I mean, you know, he's only – six foot but he's got a six five wingspan this dude has real we'd be talking about it if he played corner right he'd be one of those 33 inch arm corners that everyone wants but you've seen smitty his 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 hands his hands are down at his kneecaps this guy's got ridiculous catch radius I mean, he's got an unbelievable ability to to time and high point the football he's just one of those guys throw the measurables out he plays bigger he plays taller he plays stronger 
um, than whatever you're going to see on paper. And again, the other point is when I called up to Tuscaloosa this fall to get updates on these guys, and it was it was like late October, early November. Smitty was 108, 168 pounds. So everything we saw him do, it's not like he lost, just lost a bunch of weight. Well, everything we saw him do on tape was in the 160s. So again, you know, I, I just, people are going to overthink a lot of things in this draft. But I think if you if you pass on Devontae Smith because he weighs 168 pounds, you're you're really overthinking it. Well, that's the only reason you would. I mean, he he right, passes every right. time you watch him. There was no other receiver to worry about at Alabama, but that guy. He was getting targeted, you know, right and left, as as you know all that stuff. So so can I just ask you a follow up question? I know you're tight with the Alabama group. You're you're tight. The whole connection, and you know how Chris Greer feels about Alabama players, or at least I know because he told me to my face. I love Nick. I love the way he does things. I love the way he treats us, and I love his players. And we've had great success with Alabama players down here. Raquan Davis, by the way, is going to be an absolute friggin' beast. He turned into one late in the year. Which one of those guys you like more, Waddle or Smith? They're just so different, guys. They're just so different. I, I mean, Waddle can score from anywhere on the field. I mean, I, two years ago, the you know I didn't get out to a bunch of games this year because of COVID. But in nineteen, there was there was the Ole Miss game. Smitty had like almost three hundred yards and five touchdowns. And I left the stadium that day just shaking my head, couldn't believe what I just saw. And then a few weeks later in the Iron Bowl, I left Jordan Air Stadium at Auburn, and Waddle had a four touchdown game, one on kick return. And I was shaking my head, couldn't believe what I saw with him. So I mean, these guys are these guys are different. Anytime you can get a guy the ball and he can he can house it from wherever he's at, yeah. like like Waddle can do. I mean, we're talking about two two elite players. Jim, what about the? Uh, we stick with the Alabama thing for a second. A little bit of the running back uh, uh, topic that's going to happen. There's going to be a run on them, I'm sure, with the two or three guys on the top of everybody's list towards the end of the first round, more than likely. Um, who do you like in order? Uh, is Najee number one on your list? Uh, where does Javante Williams fall? And what about Travis Etienne? Yeah, uh, you know, you guys, I don't like to go on rankings too much with this job. Uh, <laughs> that ruffles some feathers at schools and whatnot with agents. I try to stay away from that stuff. But I, I do I do think Najee will go in the first round. I really do. And people can talk about the running back value and you can find him later. I get that. I totally get it. The analytics bear it out. But wait, what, what analytics don't account for is a guy that's a tone setter and a guy that gives you an identity on offense. And I, we've, we've spent a lot of time just now talking about the receivers. None of those guys will give you an identity on offense. Najee Harris would give you an identity on offense. So to me, he would, he would make sense to, to Miami. He'd make all the sense in the world of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, they've, they've really been looking for who they are since they lost Le'Veon. To me, Najee Harris is one of the top 15 players in this draft. I mean, if we weren't and if we weren't in this era right now of devaluing the running back spot, uh, Najee Harris would be a top 10, slam dunk top 10 pick. Uh, and I, I will go back to, if you just want to make an argument, if we were in a draft room and I was trying to build a case for Najee, I would say, guys, we've all got this guy graded higher than we had Derrick Henry coming out. And Derrick Henry's getting MVP votes every year right now. And if we redrafted, <laughs> right. the, seven, if we redrafted the 17 draft, Derrick Henry's going in the top 10 picks, doesn't he? You know, if we, if we, if we're, if we feel good about our, our evaluations and we like this guy because of his feet and his ability to, to do things in the past game more than Derrick, why wouldn't we take him in the first? So that's how, that's how I would lay out that concern. I know a lot of people are just steadfast about not taking one until later, but uh, I think Najee would make sense in the first round. Woo, that is some insight right there. Exciting players could be coming to the Dolphins, our virtual draft party starting at 8. I'm going to be in there around 11. You know me. As the night gets later, I get better, so it is going to be fun. Join us. Just go to the website. There should be a link. Let's link up right now with Hawk and Crowder. They're celebrating draft day, plus they're also celebrating couple other things like Solana being a T.O. and Andre Agassi and Ron Washington. 
I, I would imagine any Dolphins fan who watched that last night came out saying, I want Devontae Smith, I want Najee Harris. You know, I love Kyle Pitts. You know I'm a Gator, and he's just a dog. That had nothing to do with Gator. This man is very talented. Kyle Pitts goes four, Jamar Chase goes five, and all of a sudden the Dolphins are like, Whoop. What do we do now? Because those are easily the top two non-quarterbacks to off the board before they pick. I guess I can't sit here and tell you that there is no chance that either Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts or someone like that isn't going to be a great player. But it sure seems unlikely, even though they have to give up a first-round pick, um, secures the fact that they'll end up with one of the four, whether it's Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, Monty Smith or Jalen Waddle. Everyone kind of feels like you need a weapon for Tua, clearly they want one of these pass catchers and this, you know, all the guarantees that they get one. To me, I think the way it's going to shake out, I think it's either going to be end up being Pitts or Smith. Devontae Smith is as good a receiver as Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback or maybe even better. Chase and Pitts, like, hey, if one of those guys is available, that's our guy. We'll pick him at six. We're good to go. Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Ball. With the sixth pick in the NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select. They select Trick Daddy? Let's go! <laughs> Uh, he had uh, had any pursuers, but come on, makes sense now. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen Trick lately? He got a little gut to him now. He it looks like him. he may have taken a couple hits across the middle if he's playing the slot. <laughs> Here we are. It's draft night. It's a uh, a different feeling than the draft last year. Last year, we know this since Dan Marino. We know, and you know this, we know this. When you're drafting a quarterback and it's supposed to be a transcendent quarterback, it's it's a whole different ballgame. We went into last year's draft, and I'm not saying that I'm not excited about this draft. I'm obviously, anytime you're picking in the top 10, you're probably excited as an NFL fan, and you can make a uh, a game-changing move with a pick that high, but... This is not like when you're selecting a quarterback. A quarterback. Do you remember what we were talking about last year on this night? It was, we should be selecting a quarterback tonight that I'm watching when I'm 65 years old. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yes. No one is saying we should be selecting a tight end, you know, if we want Kyle Pitts. No one, we're not saying they need to select a tight end that I'm watching when I'm 65 years old. You know, like like yeah. when when you're selecting the quarterback, that is supposed to be the direction of the franchise if you get it right, especially in the top five, which is where Tua went, for 15 years. I was 50 at last year's draft. I'm 51 now. But and and I don't know if we got the quarterback that I'm gonna be watching when I'm 65. I don't I don't know. Maybe we did. Maybe it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe he'll be back by the time I'm 65 and uh, you know, doing one farewell season with the Dolphins. <laughs> but it's it's different. I'm excited about tonight. I don't think that they can uh, really screw it up because it's not a quarterback. It's not a, a a five or better quarterback. So I'm excited, but it's different than last season because you have to build around a quarterback. 
That's where the NFL is now. You don't you don't build your team around a corner. Even the greatest corner, the greatest defensive end, the greatest you know guard in the world. You don't build a team around anybody other than the quarterback. That's where the league's going. So yes, this is a piece for Tua. We're gonna take a skill position early. This is Tua's help. Like that's what we're drafting this dude to do. Help Tua become great. I'm with you. One of these guys. I want to stay in. I want to stay at six. The only thing that upset me a little bit is moving back. I just that would that would rub me the wrong way. But yeah, no, the pressures. It's way different in my mind. This draft to last year's draft. We will have amazing draft day coverage today, as we always do. We've got some draft stories that will just make you go wow. Like I, I'm telling you today, we've got some good ones. Uh, Mike Cuno from CBS4, he hosts Dolphins Weekly. He's going to join us. One of the things Draft Night is known for is breaking news. You get those, you know, little breaking news sounds and someone's traded this pick or traded this player. We happen to have breaking news here on this show. Solana, fire off the breaking news bed, please. Couple more right, seconds. Here it is. Couple oh, more I'm seconds. Sorry. I didn't know there was another stanza. All right. Get our money's worth. Yeah. I mean, we paid for this thing. We might as well use it all the way through. Uh, breaking news: Alejandro Solana is no longer Alejandro Solana. Alejandro Solana is now Uncle Al. It's Uncle Alex. Let's We've go. Been waiting for two days. Solana's sister Let's go. was induced two days ago. And uh, she has given birth moments ago. Solana, Tio. 1.57 p.m. Matias Solana has entered the world. Another Solana. Just what the world needed, baby. Woo! <laughs> there you go with the first pick in this year's draft, Matias Solana. Yeah. Very exciting. Alejandro Solana, he is an uncle now. Uncle Al, as we will affectionately call him. So congratulations to Daniel. What's Daniel's uh, wife's name? Valeria. Valeria. Congratulations, Daniel and Valeria Solana on the birth of Matias Solana. And uh, congratulations, Abuelo y Abuela, Eduardo y Debra. Abuelo y Abuela. Very exciting. So congratulations, Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. uh, Finally, I think we we can all say this as a a community. Finally. I mean, three days now we've been waiting. Yeah. No, that's uh, been a long time coming. But uh, Matias is here. And uh, for all of those following along at home, Matias Solana born on the same day as Andre Agassi and Ron <laughs> Mother in Washington, baby. Unbelievable. Woo! I mean, this could not have worked out any better for our show. Today, the anniversary of the great Ron Washington debate. And every year, we will know. You've got to get Steven's microphone muted at some point because I cannot take this this echo for the rest of the show, Solana. <laughs> I know you're thinking about being an uncle, but I, I feel like I'm doing the PA announcements at Marlins Park. 
now batting. Um, yeah, I, I cannot believe that the baby was born on Ron Washington's birthday. That can only mean good things for Matias. Matias already jumped to number two behind Agassi. Don't get me started. Matias, Matias already had a better athletic career than Ron Washington. The decorated uh, right. head coach. Don't get me started. He's a decorated Let's, head coach, uh, and he deserves all right, that. All right. We'll on that note, I'm getting out of here. Joe Zagaki's got you next. Then Doug Plagan's on the call for the Panthers game right here on 560. The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.